Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to the What's in the Cup, the very first summer podcast of the What's in the Cup series, and we are uh, excited to bring you all of the amazing things happening here at GSW uh, over the course of the summer. So if you're uh, not with us this summer, if you're traveling or enjoying some uh, time back at home, I uh, want you to be able to keep up to date uh, on the university, some of the things that are happening, and uh, some of the things that will be in place when you return. And uh, joining me today, and I'm excited to be able to uh, have Stephen with me. Uh, Stephen Snyder uh, has been the uh, special assistant to the president for uh, a little while, about a year, I guess. Yep, a little over a year. And, um, and now has just... Uh, taken a, another position. He will be serving as the assistant vice president for uh, university advancement and the executive director of the GSW Foundation. So we congratulate you on that. And uh, thank you for your work in the president's office. I don't know if you're excited or relieved to finally get uh, released from the president's office duties, but uh, you've done a great job here and uh, know you're going to do a great job in your new role. So thanks for being here with us today. Well, it's good to be here. Um, uh, I'd, I'd say anxious is probably the best word at moving forward uh, in, in a new role. Uh, certainly excited. Uh, aside from that, I feel like I've made it. Uh, I'm on the, the What's in the Cup podcast for the first time. Uh, I think that's a, <laughs> that's a shining moment in my career and um, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> I'm glad we could fulfill one of your lifelong goals. You crossed it off your bucket list, and uh, but it's we're going to have a good conversation today about what advancement is, uh, how important it is to the university, and and some of your ideas about uh, where we're headed and how we can get there. Uh, but as is the case uh, every week, uh, or at least every time we do the podcast, we try to talk a little bit and begin our conversation around student success and student retention. And the uh, numbers are uh, critical at this time of the year as we start to uh, really get a sense for what will our uh, enrollment look like in the fall, which is obviously a very important uh, part of uh, the university's budget and uh, set, really sets the year uh, ahead. So uh, coming up Saturday, we have our second storm day. And if I, I see the numbers, we have 63 uh, students signed up to come to Storm Day, and uh, the next Storm Day is on May 31st, and we have 67 students signed up for that. Uh, I know we kind of, uh, from if I remember right, we kind of shrunk the uh, numbers of seats available in those Storm Days, added more Storm Days throughout the summer. So I'm I'm assuming that 60, uh, 60 is probably the the number they're going for, and then they do a few over that every time. Uh, but that's uh, tomorrow, and uh, we're very excited to have those folks with us. Um, the Saturday uh, Storm Day, which is a new addition this year as well, those have been very popular as well. So uh, very excited about that and glad that everybody will be out to help welcome our, our new students and their families to campus. It's always uh, a big day, and there's going to be, uh, I would assume, nice weather. It's been beautiful all week, and so we're expecting it to continue and um, get more students enrolled. We need to do that. As we uh, look at the numbers, uh, our, our retention numbers, as we're 
uh, kind of, I wouldn't say we finished up, but as, before students left, we really tried to get as many of our uh, continuing students to re-enroll uh, for the fall. And there's some good news and there's some bad news. The good news is, as we look at freshman retention, we look at the number of freshmen that uh, are signed up to come back for their second year. Right now, the number stands at 74.8% have enrolled for classes in the, in the fall. Well, you know, we, knew our, we know our retention rate last year was around 62%. So that is a significant, obviously significant jump in the number of freshmen returning. Of course, all of those students enrolled in their fall classes before they got their grades for their spring classes. And uh, it's still very possible they could go home. They could, uh, you know, come across any number of reasons why they might not come back here in the fall. But getting them to think about coming back in the fall, getting them enrolled, uh, and this is a much higher number than what we've seen in the past. And so the folks over there in the first year experience office have done a great job. All the advisors have been uh, doing a lot of work. And so that starts us off at a, at a nice number. Obviously, there'll be some summer melt, uh, but if we can uh, keep that number in the, in the upper 60s uh, or low 70s, I think we'll be in excellent shape. Now here's the <clears throat> here's some of the bad news, or at least the news that has us a little concerned, as we look at the number of continuing undergraduates going forward, not counting the freshmen. <clears throat> we are uh, this date compared to this date uh, in previous the previous year, we're down 97 students, so we're down six percent. Um, we think there's a few factors included in there. Uh, nursing and education students are not uh, eligible to enroll until they uh, get their final grades from the spring semester. So we, we believe that once that happens, that'll, that'll kick up. Uh, but this is a year-to-date uh, comparison. And so uh, the difference is that last year we graduated a year, a week earlier than we did this year. So there is uh, that little week gap. So that's that number has us a little concerned. We're, we're continuing to take a look at that. Uh, we need everyone that uh, can to uh, continue to work with our students that have things to finish up, get them to come back and uh, finish those uh, classes. So so the, the enrollment picture is, um, I would say, at least a, a mixed bag. Uh, summer enrollment uh, is, is appearing to be down a little bit. Uh, but that's not out of line with what you would expect with a fall that was down, a spring that was down, uh, and the summer would, would tend to follow. And so we're not seeing any uh, variation from, from what we would expect to see as a result uh, of what we saw in the fall. But uh, we always like to share the numbers. Um, total number of applications are still up 30%. Total number of accepted students still up 11.4%. And I want to, I think I've said, I may have said this before uh, on, the, on the podcast, but we, this year we packaged our financial aid uh, in March and we had not been doing that until the end of June in previous years. And so all 672 students that are uh, eligible for financial aid have been packaged and are aware of their award and were aware of their award back in March. And so I know that was a big change in operational procedures for the financial aid office. And we think that that will help us uh, recruit students as they have a better idea of what their costs might be. So, um, a lot of things moving in the right direction and a few things to keep us 
on our toes. And uh, I want to thank everybody for their work there. Uh, now, Stephen, I know uh, we're, we're going to talk about a few things that have happened the last couple weeks. Um, and I, I was not in town, but I know you went to the hailstorm uh, event. Uh, what were your thoughts and impressions of that? Well, the, the hailstorm uh, fundraiser that, that we held for athletics last week was was a unique, as you may have mentioned on previous podcasts, was a unique event, something that we uh, kind of replicated from from other a few other schools that did a similar event where you have golf balls falling from the sky from a helicopter and uh you know the uh those that purchased golf balls had a chance to win up to 10 prizes cash prizes uh for those that were closest to the pin and uh we think well we know we sold approximately or or a little over 1400 golf balls at a hundred dollars a piece so you can do the math there. Bob is writing it down right now. He's adding it up. Uh, that's $140,000 in straight uh, sales for that fundraiser. And uh, we think uh, with, uh, you know, the difference in uh, or, the, or the margin rather between the ticket sale and, and, and the amount they can go to, towards uh, athletics, Plus some of the uh, the donations that were given back from the prize winners, we think we're going to clear somewhere close to eighty thousand uh, dollars to uh, to go to, towards athletics and just the the event in general. It was it was a phenomenal event. We it's the first time we'd ever done it. Uh, a lot of a lot of planning went into it. Uh, uh, the weather was good, which was key. Uh, we think there were probably five hundred, roughly five hundred people there, which is just a phenomenal number of people for a first event uh and the, the cross-section of folks that were there was was great too and you had uh all different uh, uh you know folks that that may not attend an event with other people that were there they were all there yeah. you know it was a uh, 500 people mostly from america's but a lot of our alums came back and uh, i heard a few people say that it was sort of like a reunion but mm-hmm. uh you know we had food we had band uh and uh, the helicopter dropping those balls was was a really cool sight uh it was just a really successful event and every i've only heard positive reviews uh the the, the location was 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 unique at providence springs plantation and uh it was just a great event we're certainly sorry that you couldn't be there uh, uh don't don't fret though uh coach leader had the mic and uh Everybody was was certainly able to to hear what he said when he had the mic. And, There's uh, no doubt he and, doesn't uh, usually need a microphone. He doesn't usually need one, but uh, he did a great job, you know, leading that event. And um, it was really neat to see uh, the involvement, the excitement there. Bob, I believe you were there, uh, and Bob was Bob had a good time. And uh, again, just when when Coach Leader was was. Uh, naming off all the winners you know it was just one winner after another you know one yeah. 10 winners which i think that is what will bring people back yeah. in subsequent years so we think it's going to be a successful fundraiser for years to come for for gsw yeah. well i know you were involved in the uh in the work uh the committee and uh, there were there were university employees involved but there are also uh, community members and uh alumni and former former players uh it was, it was a really good effort and uh i saw pictures at around 10 o'clock in the morning out there at the venue and they were still uh i think they were still building part of it and uh i had to i gotta tell you from where i was sitting in iowa i was uh, a little worried 
but this picture started coming in from the event and uh, wow what I mean the reaction has been so positive and uh, we're very excited to have hit on an event that we think is uh, a lot of fun that people enjoyed and uh, raising $80,000 to support our athletic department and the uh, student experience here at the university I think will be tremendous and uh, we hope everybody had a great time I, I, I have to believe we're going to do it again and so uh, people will have a chance to uh, buy their uh, golf balls again next year and we'll, we'll have another great event uh, but there were a lot of people involved and we want to thank all of them for doing that uh, speaking of athletics we had um, last time we did the podcast Bob you remember we were uh, I was actually cheering for our softball team while we were doing the podcast and they were beating uh, Columbus State in the first round they went on to play for the conference championship in the finals and had uh, North Georgia, who is one of the best teams in the country. We had them on the ropes in the fifth inning and uh, just couldn't quite pull it off. But uh, our, our ladies did an unbelievable job representing the university and, and playing so well. And then our uh, baseball team qualified for the, for the conference tournament as the eight seed and went up to the con or down to the conference tournament down in uh, Florida and knocked off the number one seed and uh, then knocked off Georgia College and was really looking like they were set to make it to the finals. Uh, they ran into a buzzsaw in Young Harris and uh, Young Harris managed to beat us and then they beat uh, North Georgia and knocked us out of the, of the finals through a tiebreaker. And so uh, the guys played so well, did a great job, and uh, really represented our institution well. So really pleased with the way those seasons finished up. And, and of course, uh, the young men and young women that represent and play on those teams are terrific. Not only, not only athletes, uh, they're great students, and they do a great job here at the university in, in a lot of ways out in the community. Uh, and so really excited to see that. Uh, building and the and the uh, success starting to build and come together got two great coaches over there doing that and then uh, uh, at the same time we had a had a golfer Vincent Norman uh, a junior a golfer uh, was playing in the in the regional tournament down in Florida and and uh, for a while there he was in first place in the region and and uh, finished uh, tied for second uh, so he qualified for the national tournament. I believe he starts on Monday uh, playing for a national championship. So, Vinny, we're uh, rooting for you, excited for you, and uh, we know that uh, you do a great job representing GSW, and we hope you play really well and, and enjoy your opportunity uh, there at the national tournament. And uh, They're going to be playing up in West Virginia on a course that our team actually went and played on earlier this year. So I know that uh, coach, coaches, he should get coach of the year uh, kind of uh, mentions because you know he had the foresight to, to know that that's where the tournament was going to be played and that he was expecting uh, some of our guys to get there. So that was, uh, that was really good good idea. So we want to congratulate all those young men, young women coaches and uh, wish Vinny uh, all the best at the national tournament. Uh, speaking of other activities that happened, we had commencement uh, last week. Uh, you were there? Yes, uh, the commencement, great crowd. And one thing about uh, graduation uh, anywhere, but certainly on our campus, uh, the Storm Dome is filled to capacity every graduation. And this, this was no different. 
uh, you know, certainly having the, uh, the graduates on the floor, plus all of their family members and friends in the crowd and in overflow rooms. And uh, it, was a, it was a really pretty day, uh, a good ceremony. Uh, certainly that's a, that is, uh, I always, if I ever hear of someone that, that decides not to walk, particularly for their undergraduate, their bachelor's degree, I, I get on to him because that's a big day. Uh, college graduation is a big deal, uh, and it's certainly proud of our, our graduates. And uh, we were happy to, uh, that their families were able to enjoy that with them. Certainly happy that uh, Judge Piegler, George Piegler, spoke at uh, commencement. He is a, uh, a good, he's a university stakeholder. Uh, you know, he's got, he did not graduate from GSW himself, but his wife did and several family members. And uh, it was a good day. He did a good job. Uh, everyone involved did and uh, certainly was a, was an exciting day. Yeah, I would certainly agree with you. It was a, it was one, it was a stunning day outside the pictures and the, the families, you know, it was just a great day to be on campus. Uh, but I would agree walking, uh, I know I hear it too, and, and uh, I say the same thing. There's, there's, you know, I can't explain to you the emotion that you feel when you walk across the stage, but there's something to it. There, you know, it's the, I know it's a ceremony, and I know it doesn't technically uh, change the outcome, but uh, from, a, from a sense of personal fulfillment, I, I think there's a real, uh, a, a real positive that comes from walking across the stage and doing that. Now, I will say, you mentioned we had some overflow rooms, um, and I, I, you know, as we move forward and as we look at fall and spring commencement ceremonies going forward, I, I really need uh, people on campus to understand and to be prepared. Uh, I think we're going to have to start looking at going to two ceremonies. Um, we had four overflow rooms, and each of them was full. Uh, that's too many people in my mind that are not getting into the event, that are not being in the room, uh, able to watch their graduates uh, walk across the stage. And I know there were some people that brought 12, 15, 20 people and, and we could give tickets and, you know, but I think the kind of institution we are, the kind of students that we serve, if, if it means that much to 20 people in their family, I, I really want them to be able to experience that. And, and so we, there will be a few people that will be inconvenienced by having to do two ceremonies, myself included. Uh, but I, I don't look at it as an inconvenience. I look at it as, as a great opportunity to have uh, a great experience twice uh, with students and their families. And so as we, as we move forward, I think that's something we're going to have to prepare ourselves for. Uh, but it was a, a great ceremony. Everybody does a great job. It looked beautiful in the storm dome. The decorations were terrific. I know the technology worked really well uh, and uh, people were able to see no matter where they were and here. And so that was a positive, but uh, do want people to, to start thinking about what it would look like with two ceremonies. And I mentioned I was in Iowa. So I was in Iowa for uh, my son, my oldest son graduated from uh, University of Iowa, both the law school and the MBA. And I'll tell you, uh, our, our ceremony certainly compares well with the ceremony there. Uh, the law school did a wonderful job. And I, and I, I'm, I told this to several people, uh, but the MBA uh, commencement ceremony was the, the worst 
commencement ceremony I've ever seen in my life. And so the good news is we did it better than they did. Uh, the bad news is I had to sit through it and uh, that wasn't a whole lot of fun. And if anybody wants to know all the reasons that made it not that great, they can stop me on the sidewalk and I'll give them a 30 minute rundown of uh, what the what the issues were. Uh, but uh, speaking of students becoming alumni, uh, once that happens, they, uh, they now become yours, Stephen. You're going to have to uh, start working with them. So advancement, you're going to be the assistant vice president for university advancement. Uh, it's a term that not everybody understands uh, in higher education or even certainly outside of higher education. What does advancement mean? What is included? So uh, give, us a, give us a quick, um, what is advancement? Uh, what are you trying to accomplish? And uh, kind of what's the, what's the short version of what's going to be happening here at GSW with our with our advancement team? Well, traditionally advancement in, in higher education terms is, uh, consists of four different categories of professions. Uh, one of them is uh, alumni, uh, alumni services and alumni affairs. Uh, the other, another is uh, marketing and communications. Uh, and another is uh, development, uh, the, you know, uh, soliciting gifts, uh, you know, major and, and, you know, not, and not major gifts, you know, smaller gifts, uh, in addition to uh, advancement services, which is, you know, involves processing and, and student donor stewardship. Uh, so that, that's, that's what makes up uh, advancement traditionally, and that is uh, what it's going to look like here, uh, again, with alumni, and we've got annual giving, uh, marketing and communications, uh, advancement services, you know, our foundation office, uh, and the accounting office there, and then uh, we are in the process of uh, looking for uh, two new development officers, and uh, those positions are posted, and uh, we're looking for some uh, energetic, energetic individuals uh, to uh, to help us uh, go raise some money, and uh, so that 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 is what uh, my position will consist of is 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 managing that area. Uh, and you know, certainly my role will be to support all of them. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited. And uh, and in, in regards to alumni, you know, when you graduate, you become an alum. You know, we have our alumni association president welcomes them to the alumni association at graduation. And uh, in terms of what what my philosophy has been uh, in, over the last year or so, and this is the case moving forward in in most of these areas, but is is to stay in frequent contact uh, to, you know, we, we instituted, uh, we developed a new alumni. It may sound simple, but we developed an, an, an email newsletter for our alumni and we send it out every month. And that's uh, just, it's something that we didn't do before. Uh, it, it allows uh, those that we, those alums that we do have email addresses for to hear from us on a monthly basis. We're not asking them for money in that, in that newsletter we just wanted to stay stay in contact with them let them know what's happening on campus uh and uh, you know we've uh got other other things that we're doing right now if, if an alum is listening you, there's a good chance you've received a phone call from a company called uh, pci uh, and we uh we contracted with them to uh to perform alumni data verification uh every so many years uh it's necessary to have a third party, uh, or or maybe the person the, or the company that manages your database, to uh, to 
cross-check who's in our system and see those that we have bad addresses for and make them good and alumni that have you know that moved in with mom and dad and you don't know their address and they can call the, the information we have they have they can do more digging digging than we can do and so that's part of the reason that they uh uh, all the information that they gather uh, while they are, you know, they're, they're trying to sell a directory, uh, which, which can be useful for, for an alum, but all the information that they gather, uh, they're giving back to us. And that's kind of the arrangement. There's no cost to the university. Uh, we just, you know, partner in that process. And uh, it's been good so far. Um, and, uh, but in general, whether it's in, in development or in alumni uh, or stewarding our donors or our board members, Staying in touch with them, let let them know what's what's happening, and uh, and just being frequently uh, having frequent touch points. Um, you know, if you're not in communication with them, uh, not making not making asks, uh, then you know you won't. More than likely, you won't get anything back. So. You certainly won't. If you don't ask, you never get anything. Uh, you know, and this was uh, my professional uh, development and, and growth at the university came up through the advancement. Uh, pathway and so uh, you know all, all the things you're saying are you know exactly right and uh, hopefully uh, we can get GSW really focused on this as you said the key is staying in touch uh, and, and helping people that believe in education believe in the value of education and who have experienced the value of education that want to give back that want to provide those opportunities for other making sure they have the opportunity to do that uh, you know we're I spend a lot of I've spent a lot of time and there's a lot of people that believe fundraising is is like a trick you're like you're trying to trying to uh, trick somebody into giving you their money and uh, you know the, I hear a lot of comments about oh there's there's Neil grab your wallet you know don't you know he's gonna try to get in your money and and, and that's unfortunate in in some ways because we want people that give money to have a great experience it should be something they enjoy doing and what we want to be able to do is show them how they can make an impact how they can create a legacy how they can uh, you know take what they received and pass it on and so many 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 donors see it that way and see this as a great opportunity for them and and if we do our jobs correctly they have a great experience and they they get to enjoy being around the students, being on campus, seeing the impact of their gifts and knowing that they're changing lives. And so I know you're going to do a great job uh, with the team over there. We've got we've got uh, great folks over there that are excited about uh, the opportunities that exist. So uh, Stephen's going to be uh, leading that team and all the alums out there. Uh, I'm sure you can uh, give us a call and tell us you're ready and uh, we'll send somebody to come see you. Right. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of alumni, uh, beyond Storm Day this weekend, we also have uh, two other, I would say, fairly big things happening. One is, is really big, the Pi Kappa Phi uh, fraternity uh, is having, is it their 50th? 50th. 50th reunion um, starting uh, tonight, I think. And um, I, I've heard like over 200 uh, people are coming back uh, to be a part of this. Sparky Reeves, a good friend of ours here at the university, graduate of GSW, former president of uh, South Georgia Technical College, is uh, kind of spearheading this activity. And uh, I know we're going to have a great time tonight with, with those guys and their families. Uh, so that's a big, that is going to be a big deal. And, and uh, I'm sure we're engaged with them 
We are quite engaged. Uh, we're happy to partner with with uh, PyCaps and uh, and bringing all of their alums back to campus and uh, celebrating their 50th anniversary. That's a big deal. Uh, and you know, we we are fortunate to be involved with them. Uh, a close partnership to uh, to have opportunities to speak to their to their group. Uh, you know about opportunities that exist here. You know certainly to give back, but just to thank them for. Uh, you know the legacy that they built here at the university and uh, one of the things that a graduate of a university or a graduate of anywhere that you take the most pride in is is uh, is the legacy of the of the university and the legacy is its alumni so that's right. as long as this is if whatever their careers are their success that's our success so uh, uh, you know we want to share and thank them for for what they've done for our legacy yeah, and the Sigma Chi's are also going to be uh, having an event right here close to campus on Saturday. I think uh, I'm going to go over and take a picture with them uh, tomorrow afternoon. So I know they have a, a group coming back. I don't think this is their 50th. This, it's, it's not their 50th. But they're getting uh, but, close. But it's a, it's a good group as well. They, they get together often, and uh, this is a, it's, an, it's an anniversary, but it's not, it's not their big 50th. Yeah, yeah and, I, and I've, I heard somebody once uh, equate a, a college diploma to a stock. You know, it's like buying a stock. Once you have it, uh, the value of it goes up and down based on the reputation of the institution. Uh, and when, when you try to get a job or when you, you know, when people find out you're a graduate of institution, their opinion of that is based on the current status of that institution, not what it was when you graduated and not what it might be in the future. It's what it is today. And, and so the value of your degree is only as good as the current reputation of your institution. The only way to make sure the institution has a great reputation is for you to stay involved and to make sure we have the resources and the uh, and the opportunities to continue to build on our reputation. And so uh, people who have degrees from Georgia Southwestern have a lot uh, to be, a lot of reasons to be invested in uh, the outcomes and the, and the work that we do here. So we certainly appreciate that they keep coming back and they stay connected to the university. That's always a positive. Speaking of uh, alums and uh, we've been talking about some folks that have you know they're celebrating 50 years some of them haven't been out for 50 years but uh, I got a I got a nice note passed to me uh, from Dean Daniel over in the College of Nursing and Health Sciences uh, an email that came to her from a student who's been out for just a year and uh, you know I thought this was you know, so we, we rarely get I mean, look, I get lots of emails telling me all the things that are bad. I get lots of emails telling me somebody messed up. They, you know, somebody didn't get treated well. Can I fix this problem? Can I fix that problem? So it was really nice to get one that says something like this. It says, I wanted to let you and the staff know that upon entering my practice as, a, as an RN in surgical trauma ICU, I felt well prepared and had the education I needed to practice as a safe nurse. There were times that I questioned why our program at GSW was so extremely hard but I am so thankful that it was. Uh, six months after she started, she was able to transition into a, a neuro ICU nurse and now is working in both the surgical trauma unit and the neuro ICU units. And she was nominated for a uh, nursing honoree, uh, nursing nominee honoree at the nursing gala uh, with the group that she works with. So, you know, to have a student take the time uh, to write back and, and just say thank you and, and let us know how she's doing. 
really, I know, I mean, I, obviously it made it all the way to me. So people were passing this along and, and uh, feeling good about it. And so uh, I pass that along to everybody that works here so that they know that, you know, the, the message is that a lot of students do really well and are well prepared and they're excited about that. And it was nice to have somebody I know send us a note. That letter was probably sent to you by our dean, if I had to guess. Yep. Uh, I wonder if she would change so extremely hard to maybe so extreme, extremely challenging. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a matter of perspective, That's right? right. Um, one other thing going on this weekend on campus, as if we didn't have enough. Uh, this one's not really our event, but we're hosting the Phoebe uh, Sumter uh, Hospital Women's Health Fair and uh, their special guest this year is Dominique Dawes, former uh, Olympic champion gymnastics, uh, gold medalist from uh, 19... Well, she was on the 96 team, I believe, 96. and she was a member of the magnificent, the infamous or famous Magnificent Seven. Oh, I think that good. was the team that had Carrie Strug and the, the famous... Uh, was it the vault landing with, vault a, with, with a bad ankle? Oh, my gosh. She landed on one foot, I think. She had a, what, a dislocated ankle or something. Mm. So uh, that would be great to have an Olympic champion on campus, and it's always nice to be able to work with our partners here in town at uh, Phoebe, and we look forward to a great event uh, with them and for them on Saturday. So uh, a lot of exciting things happening here on the campus. I wanted to mention a couple of things just uh, just cautionary notes i guess uh one is as we talked about enrollment dual enrollments looking very good for next year and, and i think we're actually going to see a little bit of growth in the dual enrollment area and this is now turning into a real double-edged sword because uh, the state did not fund uh, dual enrollment to the level that was necessary the number of students involved in in uh, dual enrollment uh, they don't have enough funding to cover all their costs so the Oh, what group was it that GSFIC. did GF, whatever. Uh, they came out with a new ro ruling the other day that uh, they were not going to pay universities for fees or for books. In the past, they'd paid our tuition, our fees, and the book costs associated with the classes. And they've decided that they're not going to pay the fees and they're not going to pay for the books. However, we are still required to provide those things to the students that are in the dual enrollment. So um, we're gonna have to, you know, unfunded mandates uh, are always great fun for, for us. Uh, and this seems to be one. We're hoping that in the next legislative session, they will address this one way or the other, either putting more money into it or uh, controlling the volume that uh, is, is coming into the dual enrollment program. So it's, a, you know, it's again, a double-edged sword, but we will have to adjust how we operate with that program. The other thing that's uh, kind of floated out there was the uh, teacher retirement system uh, voted to request uh, the University System of Georgia start to pay them again for, uh, they, they believe there's some payments that are owed to them. And I think I saw the number at $180 million a year. Um, of course, the system stopped making those payments several years ago. I think it was 2006 or 2007, uh, believing that they had uh, they had met their uh, met their requirements based on some people going into the optional retirement plan. Um, so the TRS put forward a request, and then they said they would delay sending the bill until next year. 
but as we go into the next legislative session, um, there's obviously going to have to be some resolution about this. And there's, you know, in my mind, there's three resolutions. One, uh, the legislature can say higher education does not owe this money. Two, uh, they can say, yes, they owe the money and we're going to increase their uh, allocation by $180 million a year to, to meet the requirement. Or they can say, yes, you owe the money. No, we're not going to give you any additional. You must uh, find the money from within your current allocation. Of course, number three would be worst case scenario for higher education. That would be a uh, basically a $180 million cut to higher education. Uh, so we, you know, I'm trying not to, we're, we're, we're all trying not to go down that road too far until we have a little bit more clarity, but uh, just need people to know that's out there and it's, uh, it's being discussed and uh, I'm sure the system and TRS and the legislature will uh, come up with a solution, hopefully that we can all uh, live with and continue to strengthen higher education here in the state. And Stephen, you didn't mention uh, that uh, advancement, uh, can and uh, in our case will include uh, government relations, legislative affairs, and so um, you, that you. <laughs> I said traditionally. Traditionally. traditionally right. Well, but, you'll be up there. Yeah, government uh, helping solve this problem is a, is a role that I had previously within the president's That's office. Right. We'll take, and, take with me over there. You will, and, and you've done a great job in that role, and and it's one of those things that uh, it's a learning process. And so, the, and it's a, it's a relationship process. And so learning the procedures, learning the, learning the people, uh, learning how everything functions is really important. And so I appreciate you well, being willing to continue the, in that role. Done a great job at the Capitol the last couple of years, uh, brought home, uh, as they say, bringing home the bacon a few times. And so uh, we, we certainly expect that to keep happening. Um, couple of national uh, items I thought were interesting. You may have seen that President Trump uh, has, he put forward a, uh, an idea to, to uh, use the uh, Pell Grant surplus to help fund NASA. And you know, one, one uh, anybody taking money out of Pell Grants I think is a bad idea. But the fact that Pell Grants have a $9 billion surplus makes me scratch my head. Uh, we have thousands of students that need help. And if you think across the country, it's probably hundreds of thousands, if not more, that need help. Why is there a $9 billion surplus? I mean, that's just like, you know, that's like we talk about all the time. A donor gives money and then we hold the money and don't award it in a scholarship. We didn't really accomplish what the donor wanted. You know, this same case, you got a Pell Grant program that's supposed to help students go to school and you're holding $9 billion that would have helped a lot of students go to school. So hopefully they'll figure out a way to put that money to use, uh, preferably not for NASA. But, uh, you know, if they need some students that need some money, I got a list over here that uh, <laughs> that we could share with them. Uh, also, the uh, Gates Foundation just uh, recently announced that they are going to, uh, they're starting a commission uh the bill bill and melinda gates foundation announced the creation of the commission on the value of post-secondary education and in their announcement they wrote that we are uh, we all are aware that the negative discourse surrounding the value of a certificate or college degree continues to intensify as rising college costs mounting student debt and growing concern expressed by business leaders regarding how well colleges and universities are preparing tomorrow's workforce continue to erode public trust in higher education. So, uh, you know, there's been 
There's been some national uh, work done on this uh, in many ways. Um, the, with the scorecard that, that came out and U.S. News and World Report tried to do this. So we've got another group, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, will be working on this. And so it'll be interesting to hear the dialogue around that. Obviously, that's a big foundation, a lot of resources. Uh, they're partnering with ASCU, the American Association of State Colleges and Universities, which uh, I'm particularly pleased about because that's the organization that represents the our, our type of institutions. We're not talking about the big, giant uh, state institutions, but really the, uh, the regional universities out there that uh, are really making a difference, I think. So um, be an interesting discussion because, uh, as, as that paragraph kind of mentions, there's a lot, of, uh, a lot of context out there in the world today. Uh, you've got uh, some people saying we should give college away for free, uh, well, if you're going to give it away for free, there must be some value to it. If you want more people to have it, there must be some value to it. If you make it free, you know, does it lose its value? Uh, but then you got the business people saying, you know, we want students to come out job ready. Well, that's training. That's not education. And so this, this really uh, battle is uh, going to be interesting to watch play out. But those, uh, those, are, those are just kind of some national and local uh, things happening that uh, hopefully people will keep their eye on. And um, uh, we'll try to keep up to date on those things as well. So uh, again, Stephen, we want to thank you for spending some time with us today and uh, excited about your new role uh, leading our advancement team. And we wish you the best of luck. Well, I've, I have enjoyed being on the podcast, and uh, I'm certainly excited uh, as to what lies ahead. Uh, I think that we can uh, continue to uh, to grow. You know what we have here, whether it's uh, the size of the, the university with the students enrolled, or the size of the foundation, and uh, getting getting new folks involved. Uh, those building those relationships uh, is is the, the the best part. So I'm looking forward to that. Great. Bob, we appreciate your help again, and uh, we'll be back uh, maybe next week, maybe a couple weeks. We'll have to see how the schedule works out this summer, uh, but uh, we'll certainly be back uh, from time to time throughout the summer letting folks know what's going on here at the university, uh, providing updates on our enrollment, and uh, hopefully next time we'll be able to provide a few more updates on our construction projects, the ACE building, baseball, softball, uh, Flory Chapel, a lot of the projects that we'll have going on. Uh, over the next year, two years. So I uh, look forward to uh, seeing everybody out this summer and hope everybody has a great time. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks. <laughs>